This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. Go to Freedom350.com right now and change your life today. That's Freedom, the number, 350.com, and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to Freedom350.com. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Uh, we're still in New York, and uh, somehow we survived the snowpocalypse, the nopocalypse, uh, whatever, whatever that w- event that was. You know, the event where they predicted like forty feet of snow, and we had four inches. Right. So I, I don't know. Uh, it was. And now it it was so bad. It was such an off, uh, uh, ill-fated, wrong-headed prediction that meteorologists are actually apologizing for it. The National Weather Service has actually said, yeah, sorry, we got that wrong. And it's so bad. The embarrassment in the wake of this thing is so bad that they're going to reevaluate the computer modeling. Oh, no. Uh, it should have been done a long time ago because all the computer modeling for the climate change stuff has been wrong as well. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that anybody listens to this stuff. I know, uh, especially at this point. It's been such a, you know, you have these things that they start out, they seem, everyone wants to take care of the earth. You know, you don't want to, you know, kill the earth for your children or your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously everyone's on board in general with protecting the earth. The question is, do these guys know what they're talking about? And the answer is no. I mean, over and over. They don't. The answer is no. Oh, and yes, over and over and over for many multiples of years, they've been wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we all know that. We all know the weather forecast is iffy in the next 12 hours. And it's it's iffy in the next 24 hours. Do they get it right a lot? Yeah, they, they do. But when a storm like this comes, there are... 50-50-ish on this kind of stuff, predicting the uh, the accumulation on, on whether it's rain or snow or wind speed or whatever. It's an inexact science, and they act as though it's a positively exact science. Yeah. And it's not. It's never been close to that. Here's what uh, meteorologist Gary Zidkowski at uh, National Weather Service said. You made a lot of tough decisions expecting us to get it right, and we didn't. Once again... I'm sorry. Yeah, well, uh, that's great, but this happens over and over and over again. And now these same meteorologists are asking us to make trillion-dollar decisions or $10 trillion decisions on the U.S. economy and the way we live and our our lifestyle 
based on their predictions that are flawed, just like that 24-hour forecast was. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, it's not to say that predicting the weather is easy. It's not easy to, to figure out exactly where a storm's going to go, to see where it's going to form. How much snow is it going to drop in a particular area is not easy at all. And I'm not saying that it is. However, for whatever reason, we're all supposed to sit here and acknowledge that guys that can't hit teams of, of weather centers all over America, from uh, government ones to private ones. None of these guys can get it right with a high level of certainty. Yet, on the other side of it, we're supposed to absolutely uh, just say for a fact that, uh, you know, 100 years from now, they're, they're all right. They're absolutely right. Now, yeah. look, yeah. we can te- we sure can we test what they predicted? Uh, over a 15-year period and see how well they're doing and then notice that all of them are wrong too? Well, yeah, we could do that. But what we're supposed to believe is, yeah, sure, for the first 15 years, all these predictions are wrong, but they'll get it right in 100 years. I mean, it's So it's tomorrow insanity. they can't get it right. 15 uh-huh. years they can't get it right. And 100 years they're, they're going to nail. Uh, they're absolutely going to nail that one, Pat. Yeah. So, it's, it's absurd. And it's, and it's, and it's, just, it's just cocky. It's just to sit here and believe that you could have a system that's that this complicated, mm-hmm. that you can just nail 100 years in the future is just, you know, it's it's cocky. It's it's like it's like every one of these guys is Richard Sherman. Yeah. And that's why I believe it to be a hoax, because they know they can't have this down to science and they know they can't. It can't possibly be a consensus. and mm-hmm. You can't possibly say for certain that it's settled. You can't do any of those things. And yet they do it yeah, over so, and over and over. So there's a real agenda here. Someone had a great point on, on, on Twitter a couple of days ago, uh, which was I have seen um, uh, the, the scientific consensus change over my lifetime Mm -hmm. i have seen them think this is a problem or it was cooling it was warming uh, you know all these things but what i've never seen is the prescription policy wise change that prescription's always the same it's always bigger government more regulation that's what we need to solve it no matter what the scientific crisis is and that's changed gone all over the board it was the ozone it was it was global warming it was global cooling it was climate change it was climate chaos it was global weirding it was you know there's always something it was protecting some species it was all of it and all of it results in the same thing more control by the federal government to solve your problems for you it yeah. always ends the same freaking way. Now, and obviously, on Twitter, it was only 140 characters, so it was slightly shorter than that. <laughs> and then you have uh, somebody I've really come to re- really greatly dislike with all the intensity of about a billion white-hot burning suns, and that's Bill Nye, the, the science guy. Yeah, we have this video. Oh, jeez. Uh, and- I can't take this guy anymore. Look what he had to say uh, in, in this thing where he's talking about you need to, you need to care. That's not how he puts it about climate change, not the deflate gate thing. Okay, we do. I guess we don't have that yet. But when we have it, we'll we'll go ahead and play. I don't know. You know what? I think uh, we just sit here awkwardly until it's ready. You think so? Yeah, it's it's a new stance. Okay, let's try that. Here it is. Here it is. One test is worth a thousand expert opinions. So we're going to take these footballs and put them in the refrigerator. We've set the refrigerator to 51 degrees Fahrenheit. That's too warm for food. It would all spoil. Gross! But this, my friends, is science. While we have a few minutes here, I'd like to talk about something else. Climate change is real. While we're all obsessed with Deflategate, let's keep in mind that there's something about which you should give a f***. 
Yes, like Tom Brady, the world's getting hotter and hotter. And you know why? Because we humans are pumping carbon dioxide in the atmosphere every time we burn fossil fuels, when we burn gasoline in our cars, and when Tom mm. Brady and Bill Belichick mm -hmm. start talking for two and a half hours at press conferences, spewing out carbon dioxide, making climate changes that much worse. What should we do about this? You should vote for congressmen and senators that appreciate the threat of climate change and the rate at which the world is getting warmer so that we can preserve the earth for it's humankind not. for generations to come. And oh. <sighs> we just got this Ask ball them. out of the fridge and it's pretty much the same. He got, the, the guy can't even Wait. keep his bow tie straight. We're supposed to listen to him on climate change? Shut up. What a buffoon. So much there. First of all, did they ever? Oh did he God. do an actual experiment and see what the, the ball uh, inflation know. levels went I, to? It, uh, supposedly. He put them in the fridge or whatever. Right. But he came out and just said it feels the same. That's not an mm -hmm. experiment. That's, <laughs> did he actually do it or was it just Did he measure the PSI? I actually am interested in that part of it. And you know what? Screw you if you don't think deflate gate is important. I guarantee it will have more impact in our lives than your stupid climate nonsense. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, and not to mention, here's a guy who built his career on teaching science to children and is laying F-bombs out. I mean, That's you, exactly what hit me. Yeah, what are you? Yeah. Yes, I get, I get it. You're trying to be cool and everything, but you're Unreal. not real. Uh, you know, I, I don't look. He wants to come out here and blab about climate change. Uh, you know, fine. What? The reason why people are talking about DeflateGate largely is because you want went on television and talked about DeflateGate. Like you, the science part mm -hmm. of this is almost exclusively driven by Bill Nye, who came out and made a comment about DeflateGate, and that's why it became an issue that was related to science in the first place. When if he'd shut his fat, stupid mouth about it. Uh, he wouldn't be spewing CO2 into the atmosphere, and climate change wouldn't be getting worse. I, know, he, I, like, I mean, obviously, he's not you're, being... You're not supposed to breathe anymore. That yeah. should tell him how stupid yeah. that is. Yeah. When we breathe, we're making climate change worse. Really? Is it, c Come on. Yeah. I mean, when I, we breathe and when we speak, climate change is getting this much worse? Shut up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's obviously Shut ridiculous. Up. And it, I, he's saying that as he's yelling. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how he could... I, I, yeah. and, you know, he's being a little tongue-in-cheek there, I'm sure, to some degree. But it is a, it is a legitimate point. I don't know that point. he is. I don't know that he is. I, the guy uh, is asinine. He's a buffoon. No doubt about mm -hmm. A buffoon. And he claims to know absolutely everything. And he's... He's, uh, you know, it's come out now that he's a, uh, an atheist. Uh, and oh, yeah. He actually thinks that time. religious belief really hurts the world. Yeah. This is not a guy. I mean, he's, he's like Bill Maher. Yeah, he's Bill Maher level. Yeah. Except uh, Bill Maher knows more about science. <laughs> um, uh, although, I will say, at least he's on the right side of Anwar. Because I, I can tell you this, Pat. Uh, this Anwar thing, first of all, is a real issue on the tip of everyone t everyone's tongues right now if it's 1996. Um, and then also, secondarily, well, of course, by the way, um, I do support drilling in Anwar, but it has not been a topic of discussion lately to some degree. It's been more Keystone Pipeline or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, the White House is releasing a video uh, to scare you away from ever, you know, utilizing our resources that exist in Anwar. Watch. Alaska's National Wildlife Refuge is an incredible place pristine, undisturbed. It supports caribou and polar bears, all manner of marine life, countless species of birds and fish, and for centuries it supported many Alaska Native communities. But it's very fragile. 
And that's why I'm very proud that my Department of Interior has put forward a comprehensive plan to make sure that we're protecting the refuge and that we're designating new areas, including coastal plains, for preservation. And I'm going to be calling on Congress to make sure that they take it one step further, designating it as a wilderness so that we can make sure that this amazing wonder is preserved for future generations. Wait a minute. Did he, did I see that wrong? Did he just make that message, record the message, a la Pharrell, on a private jet? I, I don't know. Can we look at that one more time? Can we get a freeze frame of that moment where he you actually see the president? I kind of caught a quick glimpse of it. Because, I mean, how absolutely ridiculous is this? Not to mention, too, ask anybody who has been to Anmar, and what they will tell you is it doesn't look like those pictures. It's a barren wasteland. Yeah, what You're they right, were showing you yeah. was not Anwar. It may, I don't, maybe there's I, I don't a part of Anwar so. that looks like that. Uh, um, not where they were drilling, it, though. Not no. where they were drilling uh, or, or, or hoping to drill. Where they're hoping to drill is just miles of tundra. Uh, and it is undisturbed because no one would ever want to go there for any other reason. And, like, I don't know, what is our job as people? This is kind of this discussion we had yesterday, Pat. What, what are we trying to do with environmental policy? Are we trying to help people, or are we trying to have the least impact on the earth for some mythical understanding of that? And it's like, to me, I want to help people. And if you can go up there and help people around the world have cheaper energy so that they can live and have a civilization, the third world is, is really afflicted by this. Uh, it, 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 I, I favor that over the one percent risk of losing a few caribou. I, I, you know, they don't. That, there's no reason to believe that anything would happen to the caribou if they did this anyway. But even if it did, even if we had to shoot twenty caribou in the head to get some uh, get to lower gas prices and help people around the world survive, I'm kind of fine with that. I don't know if everyone's noticed. We seem to eat a lot of these animals every day. Wow, that was hateful. That was hateful. I mean, I care about. I, I'm like, not even really willing care. to interfere with their mating habits, and and that's apparently what the drilling does. While they're getting amorous, while they're trying to hit on the moose babes, mm-hmm. the uh, the moose men, uh, when they start hearing the drilling, it knocks them out of the mood somehow. They need the they need the tender, you know, sweet love music of Barry White played yeah. up there, and the oil going and, down the pipeline kind of drowns that out. Yeah, it does. Oh. It, dr- it drowns it out. I and I, retr- them up I retract. And they're like, I'm not doing this. Can now. I retract? Yes, okay. please. I want to retract my statement. Thank you. Thank, uh, you. <laughs> thank you. Should we Should we watch the video again? See if we can see if he's on a private. Or, yeah. Jet? Do we have that still? Yeah. Uh, I think we might. Uh, here. Yeah. Here. Here it is. He is on a oh my freaking gosh, he is. private he jet. Is. Telling he's us on about, Air Force One. Yeah, he's on Air Force One telling us about freaking climate change. Oh, my God. He's flying a jet. That's by awesome. him. This is this is as bad as Pharrell. Can we put this side by side with the Pharrell thing from yesterday, well, maybe? it's worse than Pharrell because it's a much bigger plane. Yeah. It's a 747. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is unbelievable. Oh, God. we got to post this. Maybe we could post this uh, uh, side by side. The hypocrisy uh, on uh, the Patents Stew Instagram account today, because this you could you need to see these photos if you happen to be listening on Blaze Radio today. Uh, because here is two two days in a row, people pitching to us climate change while being on a giant jet by themselves. That's fantastic. It's one thing to obviously acknowledge the irony that this guy is the guy <laughs> pitching us uh, climate change, and he flies around in a private jet all the time. It's another thing for him actually to be pitching climate change on the jet. God, man, that's amazing. That's truly Why amazing. Why not just let him voice that one over? Uh, that's, a, that's a bad mistake from them. Maybe wow. they, you know, I don't know. It's hard to even understand what they do anymore. Meanwhile, there's a plan floating around, I guess, to spend 90 
get this, $90 trillion. Nine, $90 trillion, not billion, $90 trillion. And that would be by much more than all of the money in the world. By about $30 trillion. Is it $60 trillion I think $60 trillion is circulating right now. That's private and government uh, so all dollars in it's, all of the countries. Yes. It's uh, 50% more than all the money in the world. That's all they're requesting That's to all spend they're asking here. For. That's all they're asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they're going to spend that redesigning all the cities of the world so that they don't need to use cars. It's a brilliant, that's a genius plan. Let's do it. I say dive in. Don't even think about it. The science is settled. The discussion is over. Let's just do it. Should we just do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, spend ninety trillion dollars over the next few over the next few years to redesign all cities, as in all cities on Earth, <laughs> so people can live in more densely packed neighborhoods and they don't need cars. So everything would be like, you know, if you're if you're in a major city and and you have a suburb that has these areas most almost every nice suburb in Dallas has these areas where they've got an outdoor mall area yeah they these are really big deals the uh um town centers yeah really really cool yeah they have so there's shops there there's restaurants there's a movie theater there's condos and all that stuff mm-hmm. so so that everything you need grocery stores everything is right there and then they've designed it so that then you live in these really nice condos, and then you can walk to all the entertainment. You you really don't need a car if you live in that area. Uh, you don't need a car very often. And so it would be designed, I guess, after that kind of method so that everything's in one area, and then you just build upward, like Tokyo. Uh, it's just it's amazing. And, and let's look at this uh, honestly and, and try to actually break down this proposal. Uh, ninety trillion dollars again, more than all the money in the world, more than all of the money in the world to be. Uh, and and this is the way the Business Insider puts it. I'm not criticizing them, but this is the way media covers this all the time. Uh, they say um, here's one way to solve global warming: spend ninety trillion dollars over the next few years to redesign all the cities on Earth. Um, just to give you a sense of what that actually means. First of all, if you redesign and rebuild all these cities. The amount of emissions that just from the construction of that would be <laughs> it's astronomical, right? So, like, you're not saving yeah. – you'd have to – even yes. if you did re- remove all the cars out of these cities, it would take decades to just make up for the construction that you've just done. Secondarily, there are still spaces in between these cities where cars would need to drive, trucks would need to drive. All of this would, would go on and, 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 and need to occur anyway. Beyond all of that, to give you a sense of what would happen, let's just say, because this wouldn't eliminate all transportation, the entire transportation sector. It would just be cars and cities. But let's just say you were able to wipe out the entire transportation sector from the United States. So there were no emissions whatsoever in the entire United States from the transportation sector. What would you get from that? Well, the transportation sector is about 20 percent of U.S. emissions. And U.S. emissions are about 20 percent of, uh, of of the globe, meaning that you would cut if you eliminated the entire transportation sector in the United States, you would cut four percent of global emissions. Oh, that's totally worth it. Four percent for 90 trillion. That's now, totally worth and it. And that would 90 trillion does not do that. <laughs> it doesn't handle the entire transportation sector. It just takes cars out of cities oh for 90 trillion. So unreal. you'd still have 
probably at least half of that remaining. So you're talking about almost no savings, especially when you factor in the growth of other um, uh, uh, of other sectors. You know, emissions typically uh, increase globally between two and three percent per year as as countries like China and India really build up their industry. So you're talking about saving maybe a year or two at a cost of well over all of the money in the world. This is how dumb these ideas are. <laughs> but only 50% are. over yeah, all of true. the money in the world. Well, plus you'd have to add a lot more onto it to actually wipe out the transportation sector. Okay, but still. Let's say it's $100 trillion, It's still worth it. Am I right? Uh, if it Who's saved one on person. Yes. If, if it, it saved one, one person, person, it's worth $100 worth trillion. It. Dollars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If one person doesn't get emphysema, who otherwise would have, mm-hmm. it was worth the $100 trillion. $100 trillion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Al Gore and Felipe Calderon's brilliant plan. In a nutshell, that's what they're asking wow. them to do. Spend uh, $90 trillion to do <laughs> basically something that would be wiped out in a year. Uh, more patents, too, coming up. I'm ready to say it on the air. I don't care. Truth don't, has finally come up with uh, Mr. Stu here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just finally. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Make the big announcement. I, after, I've been hiding this for quite a Forever. while. Forever. And, and I've been dancing around it. Yeah. And I, it's time to just come out of the closet and say it. Say um, it. I, say I, it. I, I hate the earth. <laughs> I want it to die. You've never liked it. Uh, I'm not You've fan. never liked the earth. Uh, I, I, You've always liked Mars you know, and Uranus well, better. Yeah. <laughs> No, not the choice of planets. I would, I would. I would but Mars, for example, however, you point uh-huh. out yeah. uh, that that red, uh, you know, the red uh, dirt. It's got there. some red sky too. Um, thing going sky. on. I mean, think of what you could do design wise with, with your houses. You wouldn't be down to this like, oh, I want, I want a boring brick. I mean, you wouldn't be able to use brick you'd, because everybody mm-hmm. it would blend in too much. You'd have to go vibrant with the colors. And so I, I'm, I'm pro Mars. I want the Earth to die. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much how they paint uh, conservatives in this. It uh, is. Uh, it's stupid. And it is stupid. But like, you, you want you want dirty air and water. Yeah, uh-huh. I do. I, yes. I can now admit it. I we, we've admitted want, before. Mm-hmm. We want little pieces of poop floating in our water supply. That's what we want. That's what we've desired for. <laughs> Every time you right? hit me with that freaking analogy, I, 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 it never gets any easier. It never gets easier to take. Uh, but I do appreciate you bringing it one more time. You're welcome. It's so good. Happy to do it. Uh, you want to talk about ridiculous? We we mock. We say things like that. Obviously absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were a leftist, you would make fun of yourself as well. Let's say. And you would make crazy claims about what you would do. And, and it's like Portlandia is a show that's on IFC that does this. Uh, they kind of just mock liberal culture a little bit. And it's, you know, they're liberals doing the show. But, you know, they're finding the, the comedy in liberal culture, you know, in a, in a Portland hmm. uh, situation. It's And it's funny. Um, and Penn, uh, and, uh, Penn and Teller also did this on their show, BS. They mocked sort of – they did an episode on recycling. And they mocked what would happen in these cities if they took this stuff – uh, to where it looks like it's going, where you're going to have 12 garbage cans in front of your house that are all different colors, and you're throwing everything away, and you don't, you're out there just sifting through garbage for hours at a time. This is actually starting to happen. Uh, Seattle is now going to publicly shame people for putting food in their trash bins. In what way? What are they? 
New law. Uh, stick which, gum on their nose and make them stand in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do to them? Here's the law. Seattle began enforcing this month a new law, which aims to curb the amount of food sent to landfills. Okay. As of January 1st, residents of the city, including all commercial establishments, must have a composting service, haul away their food waste, drive the waste to a processing site, or compost it themselves at home or on site. The law applies not only to food, but any cardboard or paper with food on it. So you've got to separately break out the cardboard that has touched some ketchup or something. For those uh, unwilling to cooperate, me, there will be a price. For now, the cost of defiance will come in a form of public shaming. Those who refuse to separate their garbage will find their bins tagged with a red sign for all to see. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. They're doing a scarlet scarlet letter. letter. It's a freaking scarlet letter. Wow. The hope is that the tags will help serve as both a warning as well as an incentive to make composting a habit. By the way, (laughs) I would not be able to live with myself if I did not have a red tag. (laughs) If I did not have a red tag to piss these people off. I would, I would not be able to live For me, myself. it would be a badge of honor. It would be. Absolutely. It really would. Absolutely. I'd want everybody in my neighborhood to know I'm not complying with the stupidity. Yeah. Okay? Not going to do it. It gets uglier Shut up. after that, though. Because um, after they try to shame you, yeah. uh, after June, a pu- after a, and they will have a public education campaign, more of your dollars being spent on this nonsense and, and violating my constitutional amendment of no advertising by government. A public education campaign lasting several months about the new rules. Violators will begin facing fines. $1 per infraction for households and $50 per breach by apartment buildings and businesses. This is the exact language. Single-family properties whose garbage contain more than 10% recyclables or food waste by volume would receive a notice on their garbage container and a $1 fine that would be levied on their bi-monthly garbage bill. Multifamily and commercial properties whose garbage contains more than 10% recyclables or food waste by volume would receive a warning notice. Upon the third notice, the property would receive a $50 fine. I will say that, you know, obviously the $1 fine is to some degree, like, it's not going to be impactful. I would say that I honestly would throw nothing but recyclables out, take the dollar fee every two months, and write, you know, just foul language back to them on 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 their red letters. I would not be. I would not be a good citizen in this particular environment. This is why I do not live in Seattle. Oh, and it's Among part of every other part reason. of the reason why I, I hate the Seattle Seahawks. Because yes. frankly, they're in Seattle. Another reason. Right? To hate Another the Seahawks. reason to hate the Seahawks. Uh, okay, you got Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we should play. We should play what uh, Beast Mode uh, Marshawn Lynch did yesterday. <laughs> Come on, such what a jackass. I mean, what is, yeah. what is that? Yeah. He doesn't want to talk to the media, in case you don't know. He doesn't want to talk to the media, so he... So he, he says the same eight words over and over. To right, and it's something like, I'm only here because I don't want to get fined. Yeah. They were threatening a $500,000 fine if he did not do these interviews, because it's part of your job. Yeah. At, part of your job as an NFL player is to actually... makes $10 million a right, year, right. or whatever is it is. Is to help the team and league mm. publicize themselves mm-hmm. so that the money can continue to roll in. That's part of your gig. He doesn't want to do it. He thinks he's all tough. Which he actually is pretty tough. Uh, and so he just decides to not answer the questions or answer them the same way or not show up. And they find him multiple times over this. So you have the Seattle ordinances mm-hmm. yep. and the stupidity. You got Richard Sherman, who's a jackass. You got Marshawn Lynch, who's a jackass. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, Russell Wilson, who's apparently a really nice guy. And uh, and Richard Sherman doing the Obamacare propaganda bullcrap together. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. You. I can't take no. the Seattle Seahawks or Seattle. Okay? Maybe we just cut that portion of the U.S. off 
and give it to Canada. Uh, I would support. Does Richard Sherman become Canadian and yes. no longer cross the border? Yes. I'm in. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Um, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back. I asked a question here just a second ago off the mm-hmm. air, and uh, Pat had an answer for it. Um, hopefully, you didn't hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, am I the only person now who mm-hmm. is being convinced that I want to play the game that Kate Upton is constantly advertising? Yes, I am. Okay, I, I, I have no interest in it. Really? Or the way looks- she portrays it? It's like okay. The whole point of the ad is she's got these giant mammalia protuberances. <laughs> I get it. You got big snoobs. I know. I know. It honey. is. I, see, I get it. You're, you've got these massive snoobage mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. continually in our face. I understand. Mm-hmm. And you've got this horrible delivery on the commercial. Do you want to play? Oh, yeah, it's like trying to be sexy to... and tough yeah, I, at the same yeah. time. It doesn't work. And, and at it all. doesn't work because she's not a good actress. Oh, I, no, I mean, I, I, I didn't see the other woman, but I would imagine she was horrible in that. <laughs> Probably. But uh, she's trying to do this actress thing now. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure she's fine. It, 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 she's a wonderful girl and she is very pretty. But, you know, she's parading out there with what she has, her assets. And. I don't get the game, actually. I don't See, even know. I, I didn't even notice. Uh, you didn't notice her, that part? Her chestral region uh, <laughs> in the commercial at all. I yeah. don't even know. No, you're right. I mean, that's obviously what they're doing. They put Kate Upton on, and they're spending a fortune on oh this Oh, my gosh. I, it's on every break on every channel. <laughs> every break in every channel. And, and I, I don't even know the name of the site. I think it's called Game of War or something Maybe. like that. Anyone know? Is it a, I think it's and called, it's, a, it, it's an internet game, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's not like even an iPad like a, game. It's like an iPad. Game. Yeah. And, and I th- what I think it is, I, I haven't played it yet, but I think I, I actually kind of do want to play it. Um, oh, is this? Oh, no. No, geez. No, yeah, there's our stock footage it. of, yes, the snoops. We get it. Is George back producing again today? What's what's going on? <laughs> and the inside. Um, but uh, so, uh, yeah, so this is this is her and she's lovely, as you can see. Um, yeah, the, but the question is, uh, we could actually run the ad of the game. Which would have been a little bit better. This is just be a tad more covered, and also it would be relevant to the conversation instead of just (laughs) showing Kate Upton looking (laughs) hot. Uh, But the point here is uh, the game. I guess is like um, I don't know if it's like one of those tower defense games, but like you build like a little city and people try to invade and you try to invade other cities and uh, that sort of crap. I can get into that stuff's fun for me. Like, I like the idea of you kind of, like, design your own little city. You have to de- design the defenses. Oh, I used to love it. I used to love that I stuff. I, I was that. so hooked when I was in my, you know, 20s and 30s. There was a game called Civilization. Did you ever play oh, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love that, I, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was hooked really? on Civilization. I I would I would sit there in my bedroom, and my wife would go to bed, you know, at a normal time. Right. And I'd have to do the morning show the next day. Mm-hmm. And I would play that thing till three in the morning. Oh yeah, and then I finally get it like an hour and a half of sleep, and then I go to work. Yeah, 
That's like, how hooked I was. That's on interesting. It. I, I played at one of those Civilization. I think it was like Civilization Four. I did that one for a while. Yeah. And they, they, there's a bunch of those that are like that, where like you you start, you have to farm, and you have to like yeah. like get wood, and you have to you know mine for oil. It's actually, or, fun know, and it, extremely really fun. addictive. Yes, really. And, and the games last forever. And there's some. There's one called Supreme Commander that I used to love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Supreme Commander Two, maybe. But like you would, um, you would the same thing. You'd have to get like all these different resources and build them up and like, you know, drill for oil and gain energy and, and all this stuff. And then you'd have to build all the weapons to, to, to defend and attack other, other, you know, civilizations. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can get into that. Like, that's the sort of thing I Me can get too. addicted to. And it seems like that's kind of what they're going for with this. Looks game. like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, although I, I didn't much notice, uh, I... to be honest, because it just, <laughs> there were a couple things um, yeah, no. that were <laughs> in the way. I don't know. It's so obvious. Even it's just so it. obvious. It's like the GoDaddy ads. They're always so obvious. Yeah. It's never about the website GoDaddy.com. No, and the weird thing is the GoDaddy service is actually pretty good. Like, uh, we have... Uh, and and I think they've tainted them. themselves yeah, like, with the sleazy ads they do all the time. It doesn't really make sense. Like, they do it pretty cheaply. It's pretty yeah. easy to use. It's actually a good service, but, like, all they're known for, t- in my head, is... Mine, too. Is, is, is the know, bad Super Bowl ad. Is, yeah, half-naked chicks and ads. Yeah. And... Um, and but. apparently they went a different way this year and got into even more trouble with it. Did <laughs> it is this GoDaddy puppy commercial? Do we actually have the 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 original ad uh, that they ran? Let let's take a look at that because uh, let's see what you think of this. Because I just sold you on this website I built with GoDaddy. Ship them out. <laughs> Get your domain and website all in one place at GoDaddy.com. <laughs> that's really creepy. Why would they think that's a good I, idea? I don't know. I don't know. But they that's GoDaddy. They've got poor judgment. Yeah. L- look, really they shouldn't be getting judgment. in trouble for the commercial. Yes. It shouldn't be controversial. It's just like what's nasty. It's sad. And, but wait, it's they're not, though. I mean, but they made got it a lovely puppy at the end of it. I, I think they're making it into something that it wasn't because they're what they're getting criticized for is promoting irresponsible breeding practices and the sale of animals. Yeah. Change.org petition uh, was oh, placed on the uh, Internet to remove the ad from the Super Bowl and has 40,000 signatures. Uh, and they did. They took it off. They're not going to run it. And they said, you know, we were just trying to be funny and cute, and I guess it yeah. didn't work. And you could tell they're trying to be funny. It just doesn't. It's like not the image you want to be associated. I don't with think so country. either. Like you do want to be associated with Danica Patrick in a bikini. I can understand that association. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the we are mean to little puppies association. Yeah, first where... of all, the puppy falls out of the back of the truck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's driving yeah. down the road. The puppy, it could have been killed. Right. <laughs> he has this wonderful this trip back home. Cute little puppy comes back because he cares, and he comes back and oh, good! You're because we sold you. It, <laughs> it actually is funny because it's dark, but I don't know why a company would want to be associated. Like that's a funny. It's a funny sketch on Saturday Night Live. I don't know why yes. a company would yes. want to associate themselves with it. it. It is more appropriate for like a Saturday Night Live yeah. rather than trying to sell your website. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's an interesting one though. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I, I'm and uh, t- so tomorrow uh, we will not be here. 
uh, on Patents too. We'll have a, I don't know, what are we doing, a best of or something? Um, uh, as uh, we kind of shut the operation down here for uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of days of Patents too, I will be um, uh, in Phoenix uh, for the Super Bowl, Pat. Yeah, I, I, I know that because you've made that fairly clear. As well, you do every year? Every year? I, I, have every I? Have, year? have I? Yeah, I, you know, I you've don't, pretty well made it clear. It's it, you know, obviously you know, we're we're close, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know we want to let each other know what we're doing in our lives. Right. But for example, I'll be going to the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I know, I, I know. So, so your flight wasn't canceled? <laughs> no, not yet, at least. Okay, out of uh, yeah. six thousand flights, yours yeah. wasn't one of them. Snowpocalypse did not. Uh, luckily, mine's tomorrow, so it, it, it should thir- be okay Thursday, by that. Right? Should be fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's kind of one of those things where I was getting nervous about it. I mean, they really did a hard sell on this being one of the worst storms they, ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and that's, oh my gosh. they did a bad, bad job with this. I mean, Terrible. look, you know, I mean, I know it hit Boston pretty hard, but nothing, nothing. Yeah, it was nothing, not, it was historic. not historic, not notable, not notable. It was not historic. Did Boston, would they get 18 inches or something, something like that? And that's just a big storm. That's for Boston, a big storm, but, but that's not historic. No, um, and, and this is the thing. This is the thing that's frustrating about it from a, the global warming perspective. Is in the build-up to these storms, we get tons and tons of glisses. You know, climate change, climate change. This is why these storms are so historic now. When they're not historic, then we don't get any of the pushback. Oh wow, we were totally wrong on this being a climate change being the yeah, reason. Yeah, that for this, never happened. Obviously, it didn't even happen. So yeah, the oops. backtracking yeah. never There's occurs. Never backtrack. That's just over, and now we just kind of accept that they were right. It is the most, when you think about the global warming debate, it's the most amazing discussion on any issue I've ever encountered in my life, which is why it's such a passionate one for me, because they've been so effective at selling this thing and saying the debate is over and then and also making every single situation uh, prove their point. Yeah. Somehow Everything proves them right. So we got nowhere to go with it. If it's hot, they're obviously right. And now if it's cold, they're obviously right. If it's about the same as always, they're still right. Yeah. There's no scenario under which you can you can prove these guys wrong. And yeah. and you know, you got all the scientists on board because they're all making money hand over fist. NASA now is essentially a global warming agency. Mm-hmm. That's what they do at NASA. They don't there's no space flight where we drop the shuttle program. How do we even get into space anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and there's no other. Um, the only other argument I can say that's on the same sort of plane is uh, government crisis solving. And, and, and they're certainly connected here because, you know, global warming needs to be solved by the government, as we all know. But it's like it, it, we, we see the same thing with like schools, for example. Well, schools, this school's terrible. We need more money for it. And now it's worse. So we need more money to get in there. And if it's mm-hmm. better, they could take credit for it. If it's worse, then they can say they need more money. No matter what happens, the answer is always government needs more money to spend and control yeah. this a school. Yeah. It's the same thing with health care. It's the same thing with. With the entire progressive agenda, it goes back to this. No matter what occurs, the answer is bigger government. Best marketers in world history. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up.
Well, uh, I didn't realize this until just now, actually. They're, they're trying to revive the Indiana Jones franchise again. I, I don't know why. The last one was so awful. Well, I thought that kind of killed it for all time. It killed it for all time, at least for what's it, for Harrison Ford. It's time. Plus, you know, he's 106 now. So, And the movie was terrible. I oh mean, it, gosh, it, The Crystal so Skull bad. was one of the so, worst movies of all time. So bad. It was embarrassingly bad. Uh, so now, uh, apparently, Disney wants to take over the franchise. And uh, Chris Pratt, uh, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, is the one being discussed. Uh, and Truth Revolt, who wrote the story, says, don't get me wrong... He's a super fun actor and would probably make a cool archaeologist hero, but he's no Nazi-fighting, whip-swinging, gun-toting, tank-riding, catacomb-dwelling, snake-biting, idol-snatching Harrison Ford. I disagree with that. I think he could be. Yeah, I Why not? What's choice. wrong with Chris Pratt? I think it's a good choice. Yeah, he seems like he's you know he's funny enough to pull off, because there was humor in Indiana Jones. I mean, the, yeah. the famous scene of, of the guy coming out with the crazy swords, and, and then he just pulls out the gun and just shoots him. Great. Um, I mean, and that's... It's, that's it's kind funny. of the... And it's kind of the what Chris Pratt did in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think he actually pulled that off pretty well. Uh, you could, I don't know who else you would pick. We were talking, I think he's kind of maybe above this at this point, I guess. Bradley Cooper would maybe be a good fit for that. Yeah, um, he'd be great. After American Sniper, though, I, I don't know. And he, not, not to mention other Oscar nominations. He's He might... I guess everyone could take a billion dollar franchise though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe he would do yeah. it. I don't know. But uh, you know, he's he started out doing things like Hangover, which was a huge movie, obviously. Um, you know, maybe he would do something like that. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, look at the billion dollar franchises Harrison Ford got involved with, both Star Wars and Indiana Jones. So you know, maybe uh, I, I think that I think Harrison Ford was probably on the same kind of trajectory. As uh, Bradley Cooper is, so you know, I, I don't know, I don't know that he's above that. But um, they're also talking about Chris Pratt for um, Magnificent Seven as well. Uh, he would do, he would join Denzel Washington. Can there be? Is there anything new in the no, world? No, there's no stories. There All the stories have been done. Pat. Every story Every that story. can be told has, has been, been told. told. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so. Uh, apparently, uh, the talks are in early stages for Magnificent Seven. This would be the first of the uh, six other guys to round out the cast. Uh, you might remember the cast was pretty good one in the first one. It was Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson. You know, pretty good. Now, the uh, revived studio has coveted a remake for a long time. They were originally looking at Tom Cruise for this, but I don't know if they think he's too old now. Uh, and then the other thing, movie-wise, is that they've rounded out the cast now for an all-female Ghostbusters. Ugh. What Ugh. is that? Why would you? Why? No, 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 why? no, no. Is that just to, well, we'll show you that women can do those roles. Women, women can, can ghostbust as well. Really? Uh, are we going to do a an all-male cast of Charlie's Angels? You know they'd never do that. They'd never no. do that. Of course not. It's just stupid. Look, I understand. You, I, part of me thinks it's not. It's it's better than trying to come out and do do it with four guys because it would just be an annoying bad remake. Yeah, that would not Maybe. be good. Mm-hmm. However, it's like it just feels like such such a pandering gesture. Sure does. Oh well, we've got sure you. does. And guess who's in it? Uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Of course, because she's in every funny woman movie. We get it. She's the fat one from. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she she would say what's her name? 
Uh, uh, she's in uh, Bridesmaids. She was made. She was in. Yeah, uh, she was in the one with uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra. Yep. Um, yeah. That she was in that so, one. She's in Mike and Molly on TV. Yeah, she's she's in, in. She was in. Uh, uh, she's in every movie. Identity that needs a theft. Fat girl. She was. Yeah. Every right? time there's a funny fat woman, that's yeah, her a, in every her. movie. And look, she actually is. And she's funny, funny and, and she's fat, so she, it works. <laughs> yes, I don't know why. <laughs> was there a fat so are Ghostbuster? We, but, you know, was there a fat Ghostbuster? Uh, I don't think so. They were no, all no, actually, I don't think so. I mean, so. they were busting ghosts. So they need right. to be in shape. Uh, That's right. So yeah, no, and then of course, Krista, Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Wig I don't know on, who that is. Yeah, you'd know her. She's from Saturday Night Live. She was also in Bridesmaids. Uh, she's mm. you know pretty big. But it, again, like at least those two are, are like you could have told me about this without me looking at this list, and I could have told you both of them were in it. Do you know Leslie Jones or Kate McKinnon? Because I don't know head, no. either of those. Mm. Uh, but those round out the uh, the fabulous cast of the all-female Ghostbusters cast. And Bill Murray has given his pr- approval to this. And has, has McCarthy and Wig in it. So I guess that gives it a little bit of credibility. You could see these guys making a cameo or something. I'll take it back. Yeah. No. I'll see you guys. Back to Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Welcome. Uh, this is great news. Uh, really, really good news. Um, because if you like your health care, you can keep your health care. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Meanwhile, we're gonna we're going to insure uh, thirty nine to forty seven million people who didn't otherwise have insurance. Okay, all of that stuff. And now, HHS. Yes, they had a rough start. We, they've admitted that slightly. Okay. It was a it was a difficult beginning. Minor inconveniences. They, fixed it. they got through it. They right. plugged the holes. They they pushed through the problems, and now HHS Health and Human Services said yesterday that through the middle of January, more than 7.1 million people had signed up in 37 states where the federal government is running the insurance mark markets. Another 2.4 million had signed up in state exchanges as well. The healthcare insurance exchanges offer subsidized private coverage, and they are about to surpass their healthcare goals. Except that that's a load of crap. It's a bunch of bull crap. Really? Yeah. Because I was expecting yeah. this to turn to uh, yeah. a point where they found out that this was accurate and everyone's better off. Yeah. Surprisingly? Now, no, we, we, that didn't happen. Now, we know this is, what, $50,000 a person? Yes. Uh, for the work that According they are to doing. the CBO. So you know wow. it's going to turn out to be much, much, much higher than that C- when the truth comes out. The CBO. CBO. CBO does this all the time. The CBO is, if you don't know it, it's uh, the conservative broadcasting organization. No, they it's are the just Congressional a- Budget Office. So... Congressional Budget Office. Oh. Yeah. Crap. I know. That doesn't... That doesn't work. really work for you. No, does it? Uh, but they, they had set a national target of 9.1 million people enrolled paying premiums. That's another thing. How many of these people are paying premiums? I mean, that's another issue that we've talked about a few times, and they still won't tell us, really. The, the actual 
number on this thing is probably around 2 million new people, 2.1, 2.2. And of those, I don't even know how many people are paying their, their premiums. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, you know, the, it's tough to tell because the people, you have people who are signing up uh, who might sign up a family and then it's, you know, one sign up is worth four people. And how do you calculate that? And the whole thing is a mess. Um, we know that they're not hitting their numbers. Because if they were, they wouldn't have to hide hide them as long as often as they do. That's yeah. this is essentially their way of handling this is to just not tell us and then let everyone go do their own surveys. The numbers are all different. They pick the best one. They go to press with it, um, and you know they don't add any of the nuance. They don't tell you know who exactly is signing up. If these people had insurance before Obamacare existed, how much they're paying, how much we're paying for them. All these things are background conversations over this one magical number that millions and millions of people are happier and have better insurance and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, and yet and, and it's left to the conservative media to kind of point out, hey, what about all these, all these people that lost their insurance? What about all these people who didn't want to change their insurance? What about all these people who want like their insurance and didn't get to keep it? What about all these people who are paying now more for insurance? What about all of this money, $50,000 a person? Where's that money coming from? Now, normally, when the government needs money, it just starts freaking printing it. But with this, they're taking our money, our tax money, and have and, and redistributing, uh, redistributing it to other people. I like that. Which I have a problem with. A minor, oh, you minor, do? Minor issue. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You're a, you're a hate monger. I had this crazy... You don't like it when they take your money and give it to somebody else? Against your will. You, that's, a, that's not okay with you? Yeah, I mean, no. Huh. Wow. What are I, you I normally like there's other. Why are you so it does happen. It Why are you so selfish? Well, here's Why? the thing. Here, let me let me give you an example. OK. Uh, there's this guy. Uh, he lived in Los Angeles and he decided he needed Is it Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. He doesn't live in Los the North Angeles. Pole, uh, OK, never mind. So he <laughs> needed this guy in Los Angeles decided he needed parking. He needed to park his car. Mm-hmm. So he pulled it into this parking lot in Los Angeles and parked his car, which is what you would do. Mm-hmm. Now, he shouldn't have to pay for that himself. No. So he used a credit card that happened to be issued in my name to pay for such parking in Los Angeles. I uh, was really? not in Los Angeles at the time. But you know what? But you thought, oh, well, he probably needed the parking. Right. So, so I you said. I didn't, I didn't fight it with American mm-hmm. Express. I just said, you know what? The guy's probably a good guy. Probably needed it more than I needed it. <laughs> Did so, you say that? Yeah, you know what? Just let okay. him have the parking. Mm-hmm. And if he if he charges something else on there, he probably that's needs okay it. too because he yeah. he needs it. Don't close the card down. Don't send me a new card. Just let this guy. Let, we'll just be a team. He'll get to charge some stuff, and I'll just pay for it. That he charges, I pay. He charges, I pay. It's a fair deal. We're working together. I'm be well, doing my patriotic duty. He can't necessarily afford for parking. Right. He can't necessarily afford maybe some groceries. Mm-hmm. He can't afford certain things that you apparently can. Mm-hmm. So why not allow him to take some of your money and do what he wants with it? It's only fair. Why not? It's, it's only, only that's fair. fairness. Am, is this my patriotic fairness. duty? The answer yes. is yes. The answer is it yes. Is, step up. Is, it's time uh, to step up. It's so, time to pay the freight. Right. It's time to do your fair share. Everybody plays by the same rules, yeah, except but, for the guy in Los Angeles. He's not playing by the same rules as you. Well, no, you know, he gets different rules. He gets different he gets rules, but everybody else plays free. by the same rules. What about the situation, Pat? Because I knew at one point you were a hate monger. Mm-hmm. You can admit it now. Yeah, you were a hate monger that that maybe had an AR-15 to to, to defend his house. In case yeah, at one point that's true. In. You've now given that up, and now mm-hmm. let allow anyone to come in and take whatever they want from your house mm-hmm. because it's part of your patriotic duty. Yeah, uh, I often allow people uh, who shouldn't be in my house to just walk in. 
and then uh, find a place to stay. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of times I'll continue to feed them. You know, yeah, maybe to grab and, uh, some Oreos. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. some Chips and, Ahoy. And from, I'll think, well, you know what? They they took the time and effort <laughs> to come into my house. Yeah. The least I can do is allow them a place to sleep and feed them. And hopefully you're evolving on this because even that's a hate mongering position. Why are they required to come to you? They shouldn't to get have these to. Things? You should shouldn't really build to. them a place wherever they are. Right. Because. Uh, they didn't cross my boundary. My boundary crossed them. Uh, and so, right, right. you know, Obviously. my property crossed right over into theirs. And so they're allowed to just stay at my house and I pay for it. And it's, you know, it's great. It's great. Will we accept this in any other area of our uh, lives? No. This is how it is. Uh, we don't, I don't agree to these policies. This is why, like, I always get, it's always interesting when they talk about uh, the, every once in a while, a, um, you know, some liberal publication will try to out someone who's conservative and say they took money, uh, they took this tax break or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, uh, and they they order they order you for a flat tax and they took this tax break. And it's like, well, we have to live under these laws whether we like them or not. Mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, I what my policy is. I, I don't like the income tax at all. I wish there was no income tax. Actually, but you pay it in the meantime. But I do pay it. I, if I yeah. could live under just the laws I'd like, I wouldn't pay income tax at all. Unfortunately, I can't do that, so I am forced to pay this income tax. Um, and you know, I am not forced to take a tax deduction. But when you're in a policy and you have to follow laws, of course, I want to take uh, a tax break and get the money that I believe I deserve uh, out of, from the government after they've been holding it for a year. And by the way, thank you for that because I, I may have lost it. And that's what's so nice about the government. We don't even say this. Uh, these H&R Block commercials drive me crazy right now, by the way. Have you seen these? It's starting to piss me off. Where I, like H&R he Block, says, what do you need to know about the uh, Obamacare and IRS well, or that, whatever? That's, yeah, that's another A lot. One. A lot, yeah, yeah. That's another one, which that one I like. But like the, the new, there's a guy who goes on. He's like, hey, last year, you know, we didn't get you your billion dollars back. We got you th- billions of dollars. And that's why we're not calling it tax season. We're calling it refund season. It's like, no, it's not refund season. A refund Hmm. I explain this. They just took your money and held on to it and gained all the interest and spent it on whatever the hell they wanted when it should have been in your bank account. And while, yes, a refund is better than nothing, it still sucks. It's tax season. It's another way that they've tricked us over the years. It's another part of their marketing. It's oh, I got brilliant. a big tax refund. It's brilliant. You got a big tax refund. They gave you back the money that was yours. We would have the largest, we've said this a million times, but we if if you had not withholding, but you had to pay out of your check every month. Mm-hmm. So, the, check? so your employer didn't withhold. You had to write a check every month or a large one at the end of the year because you had to save all year long to make sure that you could pay the freight at the end of the year. You had to physically write the check. We'd have a tax revolt immediately mm-hmm. in this country mm-hmm. where they would demand that it completely stop. They would they would demand either a flat rate or no income tax at all it, because the uh, we, we've been lulled into this false sense of security, into this false reality that, well, you know, you're not really paying that much in. And then and then look at all this money you get back at the end of the year. It's great. It's like a savings plan. Mm. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy the system right now. Yeah. Yes, some people have to pay more at the end of the year, but you're not one of those. So don't worry about it. You're going to get what we like to call a refund. Yeah. Uh, even though it's not. It's not even a refund. It's, it's really not. Uh, you know, and it's like uh, we have created a country 
in which, and especially here in New York City, it's it's more true than almost anywhere else on earth. But like, I am a guy who does not like government programs. I don't think they're positive uh, in most cases. Obviously, there are some exceptions to that. But for the vast majority of what the government does for me, I don't want it to do. And I don't want it to do for other people. I don't think it helps. I think it's bad. Yet the biggest expense that I have every year is government. The biggest expense that I have, the biggest bill that I have to pay every year is to pay for this thing that I can't stand at times and almost always is wasteful. I mean, that is really frustrating. Uh, you know, it's a really frustrating thing. At the end of the year, you look at like, oh, wow, I spent all this money on restaurants and I spent, a, a, wow, a hell of a lot more on roads. The, the crumbling roads that never stop crumbling, even though they're not really crumbling. Um, you know, it's really, it's just a really frustrating system. And, uh, you know, it's, it hard, it's hard to believe. And it's going to be really bad this year with the IRS. So yeah. I hope you're not doing your own taxes because I can't. I, uh, I gave up on that a long it's time. It's almost ago. impossible. I did too. But. Yeah. But Another almost big, everybody's going to have to now because of Obamacare. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The and and they're not even helping out. They're they're not even bothering with customer service this year. They're just saying, yeah, this is going to be a tough year, the IRS, because yeah, this Obamacare thing's really complicated. Most people don't understand it, but we Uh-oh. we don't have enough time to really take your phone call and deal with it. So good luck with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I hope. I hope people get pissed. Yeah. I hope they finally get pissed. We showed that uh, that screen grab a second ago of uh, of the Obamacare website that says your last chance to sign up is, I think, February 15th. Um, and I don't know if we, ha- if we happen to have that still handy. You can throw it up there. But it, it, yeah, here it is. Last chance for 2015 coverage, February 15th, which is a couple of weeks from now. And they expect 12 million new people. 12 million. Okay. Sign up. So 12 million people are going to sign up. No way. Now, what happens to the people that there's going to be another 20 million or almost 30 million who do not sign up, do not have coverage, and will be in violation of the law, but have no opportunity to get in good standing with the law? Because the last chance for 2015 coverage is February 15th. So if you're in February 16th, you're technically breaking the law, not uh, not having coverage, and have no way to get right. You have no way to make it right with the, with the government yes, because thank you. That's the beauty of this you law. out of it. That's the beauty of this unconstitutional law. It creates Stu? criminals. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why are people pissed about this? I... Ugh. It's so much worse than anything else people are whining about, yeah. complaining about. You know, the prisons are full of people who shouldn't be there because of drug offenses. Well, what about this? Mm. What about all the illegal people now because of the Obamacare law? Uh, it's unreal. It's unreal. Um, also, Google is now admitted to screening the YouTube stars' questions for Obama. <laughs> no way. So, you know, they were handpicked to mm-hmm. do these goofy YouTube people like Glozell Green or whatever. The other guy who does, who thinks he's really important, and then the uh, <laughs> the girl good. who does makeup. <laughs> so the, the girl who does makeup, the guy who thinks he's really important, really important, and Glozell Green. Green with the green <laughs> with, with the green, green lips. lips. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess they were so afraid that something might be asked of the president by these three intrepid interviewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to screen all the questions. Mm. I, I this gets more and more bizarre and stupid every single day. I wonder but, what the book is behind that picture. We never get a close up of that, do we? No. It would be an interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he just picked a random one off the block. It looks like the moral case for fossil fuels. <laughs> That's why I think. It, yeah, is that maybe it's a Glenn Beck arguing? No, it's, isn't it his book? Is it? Does he have a book? Yeah, he's got. I think he's got a book out, and he had the president sign it. No, he's signing the picture on top yeah. of the book. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what's the book then? I thought he said it was his. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. More patent stews on the way. Triple eight seven two seven back to Pat and Stu. Great to have you here. Uh, great to be in New York, even though we had this uh, incredible snowstorm that practically killed all living beings uh, in the city. Yeah, it was a full four inches. Unfortunately, of snow. We, we did murder um, tens of thousands in preparation for the snow. We had to, and then they, and then it didn't happen. So we do feel bad about that for their families. We thought we had to. It turns out we didn't. Have yeah, to, we we didn't think we had. We we thought it would oh, be well. worse to die in the snow apocalypse. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know what? And you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Mm-hmm. So what that does essentially is help us uh, further the cause for having less human beings on this planet who are contributing to global warming. Look at it that way. So it's a net plus anyway, right? We've helped We've helped the planet. Yeah, we've definitely. Planet. Uh, Al Jazeera is helping this planet, too, of course, because they're taking some words out of it that shouldn't be in it. You know how bad high words are? High carbon words? Yeah, the high carbon words. <laughs> and, and highly charged, really mean words. Oh, no. Mean words that have no place being spoken anywhere in polite society or, for that matter, impolite society. After news broke of the deadly January 27th attack by terrorists uh, on a hotel in Libya's capital, Al Jazeera executive, Eng- Al Jazeera English executive, uh, Carlos Van Meek, shot out an email to his employees, and he banned the words extremist, terrorism and terrorists, Islamists, do not use, jihad, fighters, and militant. How do you describe any of the people perpetrating the acts of workplace violence that may fall into a category that you can't talk about in your reports then? If you can't yeah, use any of those words. Look at that and, and describe how you would talk about Osama bin Laden. Uh, Osama bin Laden, a man... <laughs> who? What are the folks out there who don't necessarily like some people? Uh, they, uh, however, are not fighters. They are. Um, they are uh, champions. Cha- champions of violence. Can you violence. use the word violence? Uh, Is violence. violence okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they are not engaged in terrorism. They are engaged in a jihad. No, they are nope. engaged. Nope. Uh, they are, or they're military. Uh, no, they are. Not, well, they're Islamic. No, no. Uh, oh, kind of an extremist no. sort of. No, uh, they're a uh, man. How would you do that? That's amazing. I don't know how you do that. I mean, they do say you can um, you can describe for militant. We can use this term to describe individuals who favor confrontational or violent methods in support of a political or social cause. But we will not use it as to describe a group of people as in militants. By the way, another part of the story is National Review Online has a mole inside of Al Jazeera. 
This is the second story of internal emails they have they have been able to publish. Yeah, in the last few weeks, That's great. they've got somebody there, Good. and you know you, you would assume these sorts of emails are going to start drying up because they keep getting published. Well, look at this. If you read a little further in the militant uh, rule, we as you described, we can use the term to describe individuals who favor confrontational or violent methods in support of a political or social social issue. For example. We can use the term to describe Norwegian mass killer Andres Bering or Oklahoma City bomber <laughs> Timothy McVeigh. Of course. Are you kidding me? So good. <laughs> so those are militants. But Osama bin Laden, no. Uh, Al Zarqawi, no. That is crazy. Uh, his email said, subject, terrorists, militants, fighters, and then some. All we manage our words carefully around here, so I'd like to bring to your attention some key words that have a tendency of tripping us up. This is straight out of our style guide. All media outlets have one have one of those. So do we. If you'd like to amend, change, tweak, please write to blah, 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 direct, who is compiling the updates to the style guide, and they will be considered based on merit. No mass replies to this email, please. So, and then it goes on. Extremist, do not use. Uh, terrorism, terrorists. One person's terrorist is another's freedom fighter. We will not use these terms unless attributed to a source or person. Wait, can you say freedom fighter, though? You can't say terrorist, another man's Yeah, you can say freedom fighter. Yeah. Uh, Islamist, do not use. Note, naturally, many of our guests will use the word Islamist in the course of their answers. It's absolutely fine to include these answers in our output. There is no blanket ban on the word. Jihad, do not use the Arabic term. Strictly speaking, jihad means an inner spiritual struggle, not a holy war. So they got that straight out of the Obama administration playbook right there. Mm -hmm. Fighters, we do not use words such as militants, radicals, insurgents. We stick with fighters. So they will oh, use you fighters. can use okay. fighters. So, you so they're say fighters. One, you cannot That's say great. You cannot say one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter because you can't say terrorist, but you can say fighters. I'm surprised you're allowed to say Just freedom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. It is. What? It's no wonder they have eighteen thousand viewers in prime time. That's no wonder, right? Because what good, what good would it do for you to watch this network? I mean, not none. It'd, be, it'd do no good. And look, it's, it's not a good network anyway. But even no. if it was, they're they're obviously going out of their way to lie to you and try to frame things in a way that makes you mm-hmm. not so angry at Osama bin Laden. Seems like a nice guy. And why is he dead? Why did the president have to kill him? It was wrong. It was wrong. It was, and one man's fighter. Topical. One man's pterodactyl is another man's uh, freedom. Very nicely fight, put. Fight. Very, very nicely thank, put. Thank you. Back it's with really more great. here in Al Jazeera in just a moment. Uh, by the way, this is good news for Americans right here. The United States is now in economic freedom. Where would you say we rank in the world oh of economic freedom? I mean, right? We are the creators we, of economic yeah, this freedom. This is what we do. This is us. This is what we do. This is what we're known for. This is uh, the quintessential American item, other than religious freedom, economic freedom. So, obviously, we're number one. We're number 12. One. We're number 12. Uh, we're not even in the top 10 anymore. 
Where were we before Barack Obama? Does it, does uh, it note that? Let me see if it Because we weren't number that, one, yeah. but we were much higher. Uh, we, yes, we were. Obama's term. Pretty sure we were top five and maybe even top three. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to look that up because I'm not positive. But it's been a downward spiral ever since Obama came uh, into office. So the United States is 12th after Hong Kong, which is under Chinese rule. Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, Switzerland, Canada. Some of these you might expect. Uh, Chile, Estonia yeah, Estonia. is more economically free than us. That's, and that's happened before. Estonia. It's not the first year. Ireland, uh, Mauritius, and Denmark. Mauritius. Mauritius. We always talk about Mauritius because that's where we want to go live. <laughs> I don't know why. Mauritius <laughs> sounds awesome. Golly. Yeah, bizarre. So it's it's ranked on now you might think okay well what indicators do they use um, ten quantitative and qualitative factors that are based on four pillars of freedom rule of law limited limited government regulatory efficiency and open markets and you know we're not doing well in any of those right now is this the Heritage Foundation uh, doing this uh, they, I know they do a study it, like it this is every year. yeah it is I, Heritage I, I, Heritage Foundation is ranking as twelfth. And this is a good, they do a good, they've been doing this for a long time. This is not just some thing they make up to, hey, it's good when Democrats are, or good when Republicans are in or bad when Democrats are in. This is a pretty extensive study and they do a good job with this every year. And it's interesting to see the movement because you see as some countries kind of decide they're going to be more and more free, others tank to the bottom of these lists. And we're going, obviously, look, being number 12 out of, what is it, 170 countries or whatever um, that they actually rank. You know, is still better. I mean, North Korea is in dead last place, and we're happy we're not them. Right. But we're going the wrong direction. But we should no be number one. We should be. Period. In economic freedom, with the constitution we have, with the uh, with the background we have, with the history we have, with the people we have, with the innovation, should be number one. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Stop. Relax. Twelve is fine. Why should we go for what? Eight. What about eighteen? Go what about eighteen? Maybe we go the other way. You're Late seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Um, I, I'm still marveling over something we talked about early today on radio, and and that's the fact that Apple, in the last quarter of last year, so for the fourth quarter, Apple made a net profit of eighteen billion dollars. In three months, they made eighteen billion dollars. How do you do that? Uh, well, you sell seventy four million five hundred thousand iPhones. <laughs> That's a good number. Mm -hmm. That's a good number. I mean, think of another product valued, I mean, other than like something that's a dollar or less. Right. Like Coke. Yeah. Think of another product that's $500 to $1,000 that you've sold $74.5 million of in three months. I I cannot name one off the top of my head. Incredible. I mean, they're an incredible company, and and, and look, the products are solid. They they do work really well. They're they're nice. I just got. I new, like them. I just brought a new iPad. I like which them. Is this little fancy 
thingy here. It's kind yeah, of, and it's got a little uh, keyboard a little, yeah, attached yeah, to it, which is great. Case, which is cool. It's great. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where I don't know it, you. You have this situation where it, it doesn't even matter what they do. It feels like, like it feels like they could just make anything. Like, yeah, they've marketed things so well that people absolutely believe they must have Apple products mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who believe that the other phones are superior, and and in some cases far superior. I, I know people who think the Androids are way better phones, like the Galaxy Five S or whatever yeah, that is, yeah. um, but. For some reason, when the Galaxy 5S is going is updated, you're not gonna have lines around the corner to buy one. But when the Apple, the next iPhone comes along, mm-hmm. you're gonna have the same. You're gonna have the same result as you did with the uh, with the iPhone 6 and the 6S. Um, people are gonna line up for for around the block to be able to be the first to have one. So weird. They've done the most amazing marketing job. I'd love to be able to tap into that marketing magic somehow. Yeah. And, if you can figure it out, you're going to be the most successful company in the world, which is why they are. Yeah, they they've kind of figured that part out, um, and just the rate that they're doing it is is so absolutely insane. Um, let's see, I'm just doing a little uh, math. They sold they sold nine iPads or nine iPhones per second for every second of the quarter. Nine. Per second. Per second. (laughs) Now, that works out to... That's uh, fairly successful. 567 per minute, and the number where I got that from was uh, 34,000 an hour. 24 hours a day, by the way, not just business hours. 24 hours a day, 34,000 iPhones per hour for the whole quarter. So if you limit that to, say, business hours, you you stretch it out to maybe 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Jeez, what is that? Yeah, you're up at 60, 70,000. Uh, a day. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, per hour. Per hour. They were actually open. Um, really incredible. And uh, you know, mm. look, it's a great product. But I mean, the the, the actual um, scope uh, of what's going on here when it comes to um, how big this company is. Remember how evil Exxon Mobil was when they were the biggest company in the world. Oh, and yeah. what, what were they doing? Just providing oh, yeah. fuel to keep people warm and get people to work and do all these things that are absolutely essential to life. These guys, though, make music easier to listen to. Uh, so they're allowed to be the biggest company in the world, apparently. Yeah. And nobody, nobody, nobody in Congress in Congress is yeah. standing up and saying, hey, we need to uh, – we need to do a what, – what were they calling that thing? Excessive profits board yeah, or whatever. Excessive yeah. profits or what was they – how did they – I wish I could remember what exactly they, they called it. But they wanted to put a tax on the profit at ExxonMobil. Yeah. They, had, they wanted to have a – They wanted to penalize them for being so successful. And what a great moment it is, by the way, to call back to that, Pat, because here we are in a, in a time where gas prices are so low, many of these companies are going out of business. Yeah. These companies yeah. that they were going to put on the excessive profit board back, they wanted to socialize, I mean, take control of these oil companies, right. as Maxine Waters said. Uh, now these companies are going to go under because oil prices are low. This is why you don't take money from them when things are going well. They're supposed to be able to shield themselves from these things. Uh, and, of course, that was not the intent at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, separate from that, I, uh, as far as iPhones go, you know, thirty-four thousand an hour for every hour for the entire quarter, but just their profit. To give you a scope of how big this company is, just the profit from the fourth quarter um, is enough to buy two thirds of all Netflix shares. 
you could buy two-thirds of, of Netflix with a profit from one quarter. So obviously a quarter and a half you could buy all of Netflix with, at, that, at that pace. Mm. I mean, Netflix is a huge company, but you can buy it for $27 billion. Uh, this, they made $18 billion in a quarter. Uh, it's mind-boggling how, how well it's doing. It is. Yeah. It is. They've got something like $142 billion in cash reserves in the bank. A hundred and forty-two billion. They're doing okay, and they don't do any. Um, uh, uh, the heck is the word I'm looking for? I keep wanting to think. I'm thinking derivative, but it's not derivative. It's the thing that they give you back when you own shares of the stock. What the hell is it? Dividend. Dividends. Thank you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I, I knew it was a D word. Dividend. <laughs> they don't do dividends, so they don't give the money back to the people when they. Oh, have they don't do dividends. Stock. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they do not. Huh. Uh, a, lot, a lot of these tech companies don't believe in that. They just keep the money and then they do more stuff with it, which, again, I'm fine with. If you, you know, it's probably yeah, whatever. Whatever. they can do whatever they want with it. But like, are they men of the company because I are I, men of the people? Because I know places like Exxon and, and you know, Shell and all these evil oil companies mm-hmm. do uh, give money back in dividends. Big time. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. I, I, we obviously just don't look at these things rationally. You know, we, for some reason, accept 30, 40, 50 percent profit margins from a place that's giving you something, you know, like an iPad, which is nice, but not necessary. Um, And then on the other side, we get pissed off when ExxonMobil has a 10 percent profit uh, margin. Which, by the way, is their is their margin of profit. 10. And that's actually pretty good. 10 percent. Yeah, it's usually eight or nine. Um, So, you know, you know. A society that looks at things in this way doesn't really deserve to stick around as long as we have. I mean, we look at things in such a screwed up manner. Of course, we're going downhill. Of course, we're down to 12th uh, economic Mm -hmm. freedom and dropping. It makes sense because of the way that we think about things. And until we can solve that, I don't know how I don't know how you move forward. It's weird how we got so screwed up. It, it, It really is. And then you look at France with what they're doing about uh, about freedom of speech with the one to four million people rally for freedom of speech. And then since they've shut down anybody who says anything wrong about homosexuals and charged them with crimes. Um, and now a, a judge in France just told parents what they can name their child. The, 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 now, was it a stupid name that the parents named their child? Yeah, I guess you could say Nutella is probably a stupid name. <laughs> I like it. I don't know why you're so negative on it. It's a, it's a uh, delicious it's a spread. Uh, chocolatey spread. And I, I love Nutella. I wouldn't name my child that, but shouldn't you be allowed if you want to? Uh, according to this French judge, the answer to that is no. Recently born baby named Nutella was renamed by the court in France. In the city of uh, Valenciennes, after a judge ruled that the parents' decision to name the child after a food was against the child's interest. The judge said Nutella is the trade name of a spread. Can't be the name of your baby. The name Nutella given to the child is the trade name of a spread, court's decision said. And it's contrary to the child's interest to be wearing a name like that that can only lead to teasing or disparaging thoughts. So they're even they're even placing judgment on what people might think about the name of your child. Pretty amazing. So it, Western society is getting so screwed up. I don't know how you survive it. I really don't know how. This message of optimism brought to you by Pat and Stew. 
<laughs> Tune in every day to get this sort of uplifting message from your friends at Patton's too. Yes, we're all going to die, mm-hmm. so you may as well just roll over <laughs> and give up. Here's screwed. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Patton's too is inevitable. Another happy. Thought. Hey, you said right. It time, yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. it said it okay, right? Yeah, you said it perfectly. Yeah, that was great. I'm very proud. talking again about how uh, next week we are going to – or this week – we have a kind of a weird schedule coming up. This week uh, – this is the last show of the week. Next week, um, you're going to be doing the show up here uh, I think one day maybe. Yeah. And then I'm going to be doing the show and then, in Dallas. And then you do it in Dallas. Days, so yeah. we're going to – unfortunately, we should probably warn you in advance. Jeffy's going to be back on. So there's a lot of things that are, you know, good and bad in the society. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can pick which one is which there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have that coming up next week, and it should be fun. Uh, here's uh, 13 secrets from Mental Floss, 13 secrets of Amazon warehouse employees, because I know you've been wondering, what are the secrets the Amazon warehouse employees have? Well, apparently there's 13 of them that you need to know. Uh, number one, not everyone has a horror story. There have been okay. dozens of stories portraying Amazon warehouses as inhumane, I didn't know that. I Did you know, know that? No, I... I've never heard the horror stories. Inhumane, hellish workplaces. And while some workers may have been subject to these conditions, uh, many of them haven't. Certainly is hard work, according to Brant Ivey, who spent six months in one of them. But the conditions at the warehouse were on par or better than most of the other warehouses I've been in. One of the biggest complaints is that the warehouses are too hot. 2012, after a lengthy expose revealed brutally hot summertime conditions... Amazon announced plans to spend $52 million to install air conditioning in its U.S. warehouses. Wow. That, I mean, what is this, 1956? Mm-hmm. You should have done that a while ago. One Reddit user put it bluntly, the work does suck, but all warehouse work sucks. I've experienced far worse conditions and been treated terrible by other Fortune 500 companies. Hmm. I am um, one of my uh, jobs growing up. One of the f- I used to do a lot of temp work, as I've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, and because I liked it. It was uh, you only had to do it for a few weeks, and like if you hated the job, you could kind of bail on it. And you know, if you sucked at it, they'd move you to something else. And it usually paid a little bit better than the typical like, job at like the Gap you could get when you were 17 years old. Um, and I worked uh, one summer at a a, a spot welding facility. Really? Yeah, this is not okay. a good decision on my part. Yeah. I took a job as um, I, an assistant to a welder was essentially my job for, I don't know, a couple months. And it was in the middle of summer and there was no air conditioning and we were welding. And what you did, my job for the well, like I remember specifically, there'd be like huge sheets of like, I don't know, like copper and and or whatever the hell we were welding i don't even know i didn't know anything about it and i would have to go underneath the like metal and like hold things in place while he was doing the wel- the welds on the other side mm-hmm. the spot welding on the other side and so think about it was 100 degrees anyway it was indoors 
there was no air conditioning and no breeze, really. It was just, you know, it was terrible. And then you're just everyone's using hot, like, you know, metal guns <laughs> everywhere. Sparks are flying all over the place. It was about 3,000 degrees in that place. I would have lasted one day. The heat thing, really? I can't, I cannot See, I, take. I think you can't take. I definitely think you're tougher than I am. I, I'm not with when, not when it comes to heat. I'm the biggest heat baby there is. Really, I yeah. can't take it. Yeah, and I'm a cold can't baby. So, uh, and, and the other thing that was nice about that job is uh, the guy I was working with was a very nice neighborhood drug dealer. Uh, very nice. Oh, was he? <laughs> it was great. Really? He's actually a really nice, funny guy. But a, <laughs> but also he dealt a drug drugs. Dealer. Like one of the first All things right. he asked me on the job. Was if I wanted to buy some drugs from him, like, and the answer was, I live in Shoreline, Connecticut. I like I don't even know if I've seen a show about drugs yet. I, I, I you know, that was not my life. I mean, I was not a Jeffy growing up by any means, um, yeah. and so no, I did not partake in that particular wonderful offer. However, I'm sure his. I mean, it was nice was of him great. though to make the offer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, and what do you do? so you're trying to sell drugs to this ki- kid who is. Again, like I was, yeah, and I wasn't a kid. I was 18, I think. Um, but he wants to sell drugs to this guy who's working as a, as a, who wants to take a job holding hot metal items in the middle of summer with no air conditioning. Not a good idea. Uh, not a good idea. No. no. Uh, another secret of Amazon warehouse employees, uh, number two, they leave everything at the door. They're not allowed to bring anything with them to the warehouse floor, including cell phones. Because they're afraid they're going to steal stuff? I guess. They arrive empty-handed and leave empty-handed. If you brought in your phone and you weren't management, security would confiscate it. And at the end of the night, you had to go to security to okay, pick it up at security. Then you'd get home late, so everyone knows not to do it. Uh, Number three, they hate metal detectors. I mean, really? Yeah, because they, they make everyone go through a metal detector, so the lines get really long. Um, I, these things are look. Amazon is freaking it's amazing. Well, let's be honest about it. They, they're, you don't have to take a job at the Amazon, uh, you know, warehouse if you don't want you don't. to take a job. You can go you try don't. to get a job somewhere else. I mean, yeah. it's not it, like obviously if they're abusing people, there's a different standard here. But you know, if the job is annoying, there's a lot of annoying jobs. In fact, you know, we got to do a show with Jeffy every day. What, 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 what do we complain all the time to OSHA? No. We just we just come no, in here. We complain we, to you, but we, we don't complain, complain to OSHA. Right, we complain to you all the time about it. Uh, but like, I, Amazon I, is such a good site; it is absolutely amazing. I think my wife uses Amazon thirty-five to forty times a day. Yes, a day. Mm-hmm. But I get we home. get more things delivered to our door that she has purchased on Amazon. Yeah. Then I I, I think almost all of our shopping now is done. On Amazon. Seriously, it's the same thing with us. Like, we, we know Snowpocalypse was supposed to hit New York City, and, and you know, they're talking about, like, 10 feet of snow, and it's just going to snow everybody in. That's what it's like when I come home and try to get in the front door. It's that yeah. that many Amazon boxes <laughs> yes. are piled up. I have to dig yes. through them like I'm I'm in the Arctic. Uh, and it is, you know, and but, you know, they do it. Pretty amazing. Yeah, they deliver everything almost immediately. Yep. It's all pretty much a reasonable price, usually cheaper than you can get in, in stores, even if you go out and get it. Yeah. It comes right to your door. You open up the box. It's so easy. Now, of course, a good portion of their business is based on the fact that we're subsidizing the post office. Uh, but that's a whole different story. And some of that stuff doesn't even come. I think they, go, they use UPS or FedEx, too. It's interesting, though, a lot of it. that on Sundays they do use... Uh, the U.S. Postal Service yeah. to deliver their product. So they they created they they came to some arrangement, some deal with the government that said, "Hey, on Sunday, uh, why don't we pay you guys to deliver our stuff?" Yeah, and that's what they did. Yep, and I've seen them out there before. The, uh, the yeah, I have too. Because if if a postal worker is out on Sunday, 
He's delivering Amazon products. And I, I've seen them multiple times now doing that. Smart. Again, yeah, like is. they have a huge fleet of trucks that are sitting there one day a week not doing anything. Yeah. Amazon pays, hey, have you guys come in? They get extra hours. I'm Definitely. Yeah. Great. They also apparently have strict quotas. Workers who pull items from shelves to fulfill your orders are known as pickers, and they're monitored for speed and accuracy. Uh, my only job was to grab two large yellow plastic bins, put them on my double-decker shopping cart, and fill them with the items that my scanner told me to find. Uh, at my peak, I was picking 120-plus items per hour, and it was just good enough. 120 an hour, that's pretty good. Yeah, but a again, mm. it, this is why Amazon is such a, an amazing company. Mm-hmm. They uh, serve their customers so well that, yeah, some things are demanded of the employees. And again, you don't have to work there, right? You don't have to work at the Amazon warehouse. I, I know a person, uh, we have good friends who... Uh, the mom just took a job there, you know, because they obviously need it. And, and she's working at the Amazon warehouse. And I haven't heard that she's like slave conditions, but, you know, they're probably long hours and it's it's a tough gig. But you don't have to work there. Nobody is forcing you. Are they like predatory employers? Do they go out and put a gun to people's head and say, you will work at my warehouse or I'll shoot you in the head? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, that's uh, that's in North Korea. North Korea, Amazon yeah, is they, a little different. That that yeah. one's a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they walk a lot. That's yep. number five. Because those warehouses are huge, as you saw yeah, in the video. That we, we've they're done just plain cool. big. They're not small. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're, they're just, real big. They're real big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, shelves are chaos. I guess they, they, they take these items, they stuff them on these shelves, scan them in there, so you know which cubby hole they're in, mm-hmm. but... There's all sorts of different crap in there, so it's sometimes hard to find. Here's what would here's what would preclude me from being an Amazon warehouse employee. They have to do group exercises. No, I'm not exercising no, not at work. That. No, I refuse to exercise under Sorry. any circumstances. I'm not going to do it. No. Uh, bubble wrap is their entertainment. I can imagine that because bubble wrap is awesome. Uh, the warehouse cafeteria is a war zone. <laughs> Workers have two lunch options: you bring your own or you buy a meal from one of dozens of vending machines stocked with. Microwavable meals like burgers and hot dogs. I mean, it's like a school lunch cafeteria, yeah, right? You can bring your own, though, if you want. We don't even have the option of a microwavable meal here, so no, we have nothing. We are yeah. we. I mean, as you could see, we're beaten we're, with sticks and poked with pickle forks. And look at us, we're almost emaciated. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's why we we don't and have. Now you know why. That's why we look like this. Mm-hmm. We're so incredibly <laughs> thin because of. All right. Uh, 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 I guess some people get broom duty if you misbehave. Um, a lot of people will, uh, you know, if you get in trouble, they'll throw you on broom duty, which sucks. Uh, you can actually get a job as problem solver there because there are going to be issues, and they have people actually look at that.